to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolph fans? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And on today's show, it is a free agency special. Cedric Wilson is the topic today. We'll break down his game and get him on the podcast here to talk some football, his decision to join the Miami Dolphins, and a whole heck of a lot more from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins land a talented receiver in the free agency period here, adding some weapons to the Mike McDaniel offense here. And I think with Cedric Wilson, a guy that I was a huge fan of his game back at Boise State and watching him just tear up the Mountain West back in those days for a couple of seasons. When he got on campus, he just produced immediately. And he also earned some playing time this last season in a loaded Cowboys offense where they had options on top of options on top of options. But he'll be a 26-year-old receiver who had a career year last year making the most of his opportunities, catching 45 passes for 602 yards in 2021 and six touchdown passes, but it's the efficiency that really jumps off the page. He finished ninth in the NFL in slot receiving yards. 574 of those yards came from the slot. He played at a 90, 10, a 90%, 10% split from the slot last year for the Cowboys, and he also tied for fourth in touchdowns from the slot with all six of them. That's courtesy of Pro Football Focus. He also caught 73.8% of the targets thrown in his direction. That was ninth best in the National Football League among receivers. And he continued the trend of ranking ninth with his 9.9 yards per target. That was inside the top 10 as well with some names like Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and others. And though he caught six of 13 possible contested catch opportunities, it's 46.2%. That's, that's a very, very good rate. His game is separation. His average distance created on a, a route or per route ran basis with the nearest defender being 3.5 yards away last season. That was tied for 13th best among all receivers. You have some comparisons. Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill both finished at 3.6 yards average separation per route run. Wilson is a sure-handed receiver as well. Just five career drops, 6.5% drop rate, and that helped him achieve a passer rating when targeted last season of 116.2. The numbers keep getting better. You talk about the separation. It wasn't just because he was running quick screens where the off cornerback is five yards away and he picks up five yards of separation. They piled up primarily on two occasions for Cedric Wilson Jr. After the catch and running to the intermediate and deep portions of the field, he averaged 6.2 yards after the catch last year. That was tied for 10th among all NFL receivers. His plus 1.2 yards after the catch over expected Go back to, uh, we talked about this in the Chase Edmonds podcast about the rushing production over expected. Same idea. How many yards are you expected based upon historical data to get after the catch? He, Wilson, was 1.2 yards over the expected, which was 18th best among his contemporaries. And the separation metrics help. Soda slipping four tackles on 45 catches, one every 11.2 catches he makes someone miss. He also finished fifth in the NFL among qualifying receivers with 18.4 yards per target 
on passes thrown 20 or more yards down the field. That's the deep ball, right? Only Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, and Deshaun Jackson had better averages in the deep passing game. Those numbers for Wilson, seven catches on 14 targets, so 50% down the field for 258 yards and two touchdown passes. And he was even better in the intermediate. He caught 12 of his 18 passes in that 10 to 19 yard air yard range, I should say, for a buck 76 and three touchdowns. In fact, he had a plus 18.6 catch rate over expected. Again, these are next gen stats that take collective comprehensive data and give you what's expected and how the player performs against the expected. He was plus 18.6 on catch rate over expected on targets of 10 plus yards. That was third best in the National Football League in that area. So the run after the catch and the nuance in the way he runs routes deep. And that was what I saw on tape back in college and through the pro. This guy just knows how to get vertical on guys from the slot position, from the outside. It's just a natural talent that he possesses and one that he works very hard on as well. And his pro day and combine numbers, workout numbers showed exactly what we saw on tape the last four years as a pro. He leaped 37 inches and 121 inches in the vertical and broad jumps, respectively. He blazed a 6.893 cone time to display that lower body explosion, quickness, change of direction skill set. And he pairs those traits with some real nuance and understanding for how to attack leverage and coverage to create that separation. Every route he runs looks the same. He can alter his speeds and explode out of breaks to put defensive backs in quite a bit of peril. And again, primarily a slot receiver, he does have the ability to go outside thanks in part to his six foot two frame. And, and playing at six foot two inside, slot fades, kind of those body up, post up shots over the middle. It's a great trait to have for a slot receiver who's crafty, nifty, and nimble. All those great traits you have to have, but you add size to that frame as well. And where he really stands out, I think, is the deep ball tracking on the tape. Like I, I've t- I keep talking about this, but it's sensational that in college, 26% of his 139 catches. Let me go ahead and do the math on that real quick. 26% of 139 catches go for 25 plus yards. That's 36 catches of over 25 yards in a two-year career with Boise State. He builds up speed and has that extra gear when the football's in the in the air. And we talk about the loaded Cowboys offense, right? Last year, Michael Gallup, who just got a nice extension there with the Cowboys, he missed eight games in 2021, which gave Wilson a chance to play 41.4 snaps per game in those eight contests. And he came up big, 21 grabs, 375, and four touchdowns in those games. And his ability to step up for Dallas, including their lone playoff game with five catches for 62 yards last season, really caught the attention of this Cowboys teammates. Quote, the biggest reason why this team is good is because of the depth we have. And said is an example of that said receiver Amari Cooper, of course, now of the Cleveland Browns. Quote, somebody goes down, said can just step in and get the job done. End quote. And that helped him earn the respect of the Cowboys team. Even the guy that he replaced in those games that Gallup missed. Here's what Gallup said. Quote, watching him play his game and letting him get his shine. He deserves it. He worked so hard for it. So that was definitely a player that I enjoy watching. End quote. And an affinity from his teammates is not new for Wilson. Here's what an AFC team area scout told NFL.com's Lance Zerline in 2018 when Wilson was in the pre-draft process. Quote, they like him inside his building. That's talking about Boise State. He's a worker and he doesn't take anything for granted because he had to work his way into this position. He's self-made. I go to bat for those guys because they never let you down due to football character. End quote. Pretty high praise for the way this guy works. 
And going back to his college production, the only thing that matched that college career on the field was his work in the classroom. He was named to the academic All-Mountain West team back in 2016, his first year on campus there in Boise. And before earning All-American honors in junior college, Wilson was the quarterback of a 6A high school team that made it to the Tennessee State Semifinals during his senior season, where he was the QB, racking up big yardage there for uh, his high school team. That information makes it no surprise that Wilson has completed all five of his professional passing attempts. He's five for five as a pro with 111 passing yards, a touchdown pass, and a perfect 158.3 passer rating as he shows you a little bit of jack of all trades in his skill sets there. Let's go ahead and take our first break and come back and hear from Cedric Wilson Jr. on the Drive Time Podcast with Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield here, the host of the Drive Time Podcast on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by new Dolphins receiver Cedric Wilson Jr. Cedric, thanks for jumping in, man. Uh, thanks for having me, and grateful to be here. So, you know, here to, new to the building, new to the city, just got in today, I understand. Mm-hmm. How's it all feel? Is it all hitting you yet? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been to Miami a couple of times, but I've never been in the, the Dolphin dolphin side of things, and uh, definitely amazing. First time seeing it, uh, definitely a lot of wild spots here. So <laughs> you'll see plenty more as you, you kind of <laughs> tour the area. We had Connor Williams in here earlier and he was mm-hmm. talking about the building. And I was like, you came from Frisco where it's pretty nice too, but right. not bad here either. Right. Oh no. It's, I mean, it's like same exact building, both great, but no, we get to see palm trees and look out <laughs> to hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. So uh, before, before Dallas, you were up in Boise for a couple of years. And, you know, I told you before you came on technically the Pacific Northwest. Do you guys mm-hmm. call it that? I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know what they call it. I went up there to play football. <laughs> That's right. That's and I'm right. from the South. <laughs> Sure. Well, it is my stomping grounds, but I ask you, you know, coming from Memphis to Boise, how much of a culture shock was that for you in college? Uh, huge. I mean, kind of definitely helped me like traveling around when my dad played in the league, definitely right. helped me adjust to it easier. But uh, yeah, like I definitely remember calling my mom multiple times my first semester out there. <laughs> like, I don't know how this is going to work out, <laughs> but she told me just stick through it and shoot. I mean, look where I am today. Right, that's exactly right. But you also had to stop in Coffeeville. Is that yeah, what it was Coffeeville, called? Yeah, Coffeeville. What was that like? Uh, that was pretty easy. Me and my best friend, we left and went up there together. And I mean, we were always together in high school, so it was pretty much you're out the house by your by ourselves. All football, uh, right? all football, all the time. Yeah. That's right. And that's you know one thing I read about kind of doing some background on you before the interview mm-hmm. here was uh, I read a, a scouting report that talked about an uh, anonymous AFC scout said that Cedric Wilson's a self-made man, and I'll always go to bat for a guy like that because he's not going to let you down with the character and the way he works. Mm-hmm. How does an assessment like that, how much pride do you take in that? Uh, I mean, I definitely take pride in what, um, well, not really what others think about, but sure. I think of myself pretty much. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say self-made. I mean, I got two great parents. I got a great family, kids and everything. So not really self-made, but just every day going out there that I'm not only putting my name on the line. I just got a whole family behind me as well. That makes total sense. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the wrong phrase for that, but yeah. you know, in terms of the way you work. Is oh, yeah, the way I work. Oh, yeah, my work's all for me. <laughs> sure, exactly. So, but, you know, being a sixth-round pick and you go to an offense that has, you know, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, you're one of many, many weapon, uh, pieces there in the weaponry, and yet you still find a way to get on the field and produce, and that's something your Cowboys teammates really praised you for. How did you learn that resilience, and, and how did that kind of shape who you are as a player and a person? I would probably have to say just self-talk. Um, I'm a big believer in everyone is going to have their opportunity. It's what you do with it. So, I mean, I just grinded. And every opportunity I was given, I took full advantage of it. Rather, it worked out or it didn't work out. I just put my front foot forward. And I'm big on preparation because 
a lot of people get in the jam because they don't prepare. And then when that moment comes, they're not ready for it. That's exactly right. That's how I do the podcast here. Preparation <laughs> is, the, is the key. Right. So you're here at the Dolphins now. What was it that attracted you to coming down here to Miami to play for the Dolphins? Started off first was obviously Coach Wes Welker. I mean, we we definitely talked a long uh, bit before I was drafted and didn't get to work with him in Houston. So then he got me out here and it was a no brainer. I mean, he was he played here. So I'm really trying to do some great things here like he did. Did you grow up watching him here with Miami and in New England after that? Uh, I didn't I didn't necessarily watch him. This is my dad's favorite team, though. Okay. So he, he I mean, he probably had it on TV when I was younger. But uh, now nah, I was I was big into just being outside, never really watching much football or TV. So your dad was a Dolphins fan, you said? Yeah, my dad's a Dolphins fan. Yeah, so, it's his favorite team. So Aqua and Orange all over the house or how does that work? Uh, no, we're not, not that big. <laughs> okay. Just just support, just sure. support. So, so you mentioned you know having that relationship with Wes Welker. I mean, what what else can you tell about tell us about him in terms of your guys' relationship and and just kind of how that became a thing and and what you've experienced here with him now so far in Miami? I mean, it's actually I feel like it's scratching the surface. I feel like we both were. I mean, obviously looking at his career, he's he was a hardworking guy that most people probably counted out. And I mean, I feel like that was the same way with me. And I feel like over the time that we're here, we're going to definitely get closer and definitely get to pick each other's brain of what we want to know. One of the toughest guys to ever do it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just an absolute warrior. And, you know, watching your tape, have you ever gone out of bounds on a catch? I don't think I've seen it. Uh, I don't know. Every time, <laughs> lie, every time I catch the ball, I'm trying to get to the orange pylon. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's, that's why I thought that's all. That's all in my vision. <laughs> well, and you also had some rushing yards back in your high school days as a former mm-hmm. high school quarterback. How did playing quarterback in high school prepare you for a receiver in the National Football League? The ball was always in my hand, so everyone's looking at me. So now it's pretty easy. They don't know where I'm at <laughs> until it's in my hands. <laughs> so I'm not going to read these to you, but one of the most – or the, the stats that I found on you, one of the most efficient deep receivers, according to some advanced metrics, you know, across multiple websites that do that stuff. What is the key to being a good deep receiver? I think it was, I mean, I just, I feel like I was just, not really blessed with it, but I played baseball first. So just the natural ball skills came pretty easy. And I mean, football is way bigger than the baseball and I get to use both of my hands <laughs> to catch right. it. So <laughs> I feel like that's just, that's that background of baseball is pretty much where the tracking of the deep ball came. And then speed, just run. My dad always told me, if you run fast, you'll get faster. <laughs> it makes sense. I'm, right. I'm going to guess center field. Uh, no, I actually played shortstop. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was good. So I had an arm. <laughs> yeah, I okay. had an arm. So. Some, some range going back onto the mm-hmm. outfield grass, too, there as well. So same story with your, your yak numbers, your run after catch. What's the key to that? What's the key to running after the catch? Don't get tackled. <laughs> simple <laughs> That's enough. the simple. Yeah, yeah. No, that, it doesn't feel good. That's good. <laughs> exactly so, right. yeah, try to stay away from getting hit. Okay, so I want to go back to your father. You mentioned, you know, a Dolphins fan now, but play in the National Football League. What was that like as your experience as a kid, you know, being around someone that was in the league and kind of seeing how he did it? I mean, it, now looking back on it, it, I mean, it felt pretty normal. It was just like Pop's going to work and he playing football. Just like when he get off work, I'm going to practice. Right. So we both were pretty much doing the same thing. Um, but now looking back on it, I definitely wish I would have understood what was going on. So I got to pay more attention (laughs) to get a few tips here. But I'm sure he's helped you along the way. You know, once Mm -hmm. you got a little bit more into the football life, right? I mean, he was probably a big in your corner. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he he wants me to play quarterback, but (laughs) I mean, I'm chasing the dream he had, which is receiver. (laughs) Do you have, do you have one memory of, you know, going to a game or a practice, a locker room with your dad that you remember more than anything else as far as his experience as a player goes? Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Probably my biggest memory is probably I think they were now I didn't really understand what they were doing then but now I think it was the OTA phase mm-hmm. and they were in in the locker room clowning around um, and I think I was like in the back 
like scrubbing the footballs, getting ready for practice. That's and awesome. then I, I don't think I did it right. And I mean, they, they were joking, but they let me have it. <laughs> there you go. You got, you got a piece of the mm-hmm. NFL right away uh, early in your life. So you're here in Miami now. Is there one thing, and it could be football, it can be the culture down here. You mentioned kind of being here a little bit. You've mm-hmm. visited before. The food is great down here. Dealer's choice. What is one thing that you're most excited about with your opportunity here with the Dolphins or in Miami in general? Um, I mean, that's two different things with the Dolphins. Sure. Win games. Um, as of being in Miami, I mean, stay at the beach, and I'm trying to find the best wings in town. <laughs> We're going to have to ask someone out there if they can find you some wings. Right. I don't know my personally, oh, okay. so we'll, we'll ask around, but... Very good, man. That's all I got for you. Cedric Wilson, appreciate your time today, appreciate man. It. There he goes. Cedric Wilson, Jr., new Dolphins wide receiver. I'm telling you guys, these interviews, they're all very, very good. Fun, energetic guys, fun to talk to. A lot of good football in there as well. Let's go ahead and take our last break and come back and put a bow on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by Auto Nation. The Cedric Wilson episode of the Drive Time Podcast. Welcome to Miami, Said. We appreciate him coming on and doing this with us. In the meantime, that is going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Miami Dolphins across all social platforms at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank Podcast with Seth and OJ, my co-host on the Twitter Spaces show, on the post-game show, our YouTube channel for media availabilities, Dolphins Today, and my interviews with these free agents, and of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up, Caroline, Daddy is coming home.